Hello, hello, good people. Um, it's CJ here after a very long time. And unfortunately today I am alone, so I will have to do all the talking. I know it's been a minute <laughs> since we've had this podcast and we really didn't mean for there to be such a long break. But I don't know, it feels like there's just been a lot going on lately that it's it's been difficult to just sit down, record and chat. But I decided to be here today so that we can get back into the groove of things, so that we can update you, so that we can talk about whatever's on our minds. I hope you've been well. I'm good right now. Just came back home and I am tired. But I figured I should rather record than let it go for another week because it's been too long. My counterpart, Vanessa, is not with me today because for some reason, whenever it's time to record these episodes, Vanessa is sick. I don't know if I left it in the recording last week. Well, not last week, but the last episode where Vanessa was coughing quite a lot. Okay, for the amount of talking we were doing, it really wasn't matching up with her health. So I had to edit out a lot of coughs, but I'm sure a few of them made it into the episode. But today I am all alone. So sit back, get a cup of tea, get a cup of hot chocolate. Don't get coffee because it's not good for you. And relax as we talk about the good old days, as we talk about the good times. I am a lover of the office and so is my sister and so a lot of my friends and lately there's been a quote that's been ringing in my head by Andy Bernard um it must have been towards the end of the show if not at the very end where Andy makes this quote about remembering or knowing when you're in the good old days before you leave them so let me just play it here for you the weird thing is now I'm exactly where I want to be. I got my dream job at Cornell. And I'm still just thinking about my old pals. Only now they're the ones I made here. I wish there was a way to know you're in the good old days before you've actually left them. In this clip, it seems like, yeah, I think this was like towards the end of the show. And Andy finally got what he wanted. He got the job. You know how much he loved Cornell. So he got all that. But he still remembered and pretty much longed for the good old days that he was once in, you know. And I feel like a lot of us also go through that. We, we, are, we are very nostalgic beings. When something is good, it sits with us and we remember it for a while. I mean, that's kind of why I... I love the word nostalgic. It's a pretty word. It means a lot to me. Because it's all about remembering what was there, you know? You just long for the good old days. And the part that gets me and a lot of other people is the fact that he says, I wish there was a way to know that you're in the good old days before you've left them. So many people grow up and I've heard it from so many people in so many different ways that I wish I had done this 
I wish I had enjoyed my youth. I wish I had enjoyed this. I had done that. Whatever else. Because now it's too late. Those days have passed you by. And you can't really do anything about it. Because they're gone. And for me it's like. That's hard. (laughs) I don't want to experience that. I don't want to reach. 40, 50 years old and look back and be like, if only I had done this, if only I had done that, those were the good old days. It's not really the same now. Personally, in my life right now, and not only my life, but us as the youth of Bluff Church, I'd like to believe that we're in the good old days. We are doing our best to get things going, to get things, you know, to get things moving. And we are enjoying each other's company so much. I mean, you can feel it in the group, but I'll speak personally, maybe even for my sister as well, that we really are in the good old days. We have gone through a lot as a group. And at the same time, we haven't really done much up until this point. And it's like now we really feel that there's a unit here. There's there's a sweet, sweet spirit in this place. And I'm trying my best to make it as memorable as possible for myself and for everyone else. Because the youth will come and go. We won't be here forever. We won't be able to do all all that we're doing right now forever. And I mean, already we we already see differences in our lives. People have jobs now. People are studying. People have homes. People are married. So slowly but surely, the things we once enjoyed, we won't be able to. But that doesn't mean we shouldn't be enjoying whatever we can right now. A verse that came to mind when I was preparing this episode was from Ecclesiastes 11 verse 9. In my Bible, there's a little subheading that says, Seek God in early life. So 11 verse 9 says, Rejoice, O young man, in your youth, and let your heart cheer you in the days of your youth. Walk in the ways of your heart and in the sight of your eyes. But know that for all these, God will bring you into judgment. Therefore, remove sorrow from your heart and put away evil from your flesh. For childhood and youth are vanity. If ever there is someone who can give advice on enjoying life, there's big man Solomon. The man that had everything, the man that did everything, and the man who was considered the wisest. We talk about people who have experienced a lot of things and they come back and tell you that, oh no, don't do this, don't do that. And it's like, how? You did it, why can't I do it? I also want to experience it for myself. (laughs) You were given this advice because someone has realized that they made the mistakes. With Solomon here, man is considered so wise, he made a lot of mistakes. And he wrote a whole book saying that, I did this, I did that. I experienced life. All was vanity. The heading says, seek God in early life. 
He says, yeah, walk in the ways of your heart. Walk in the sight of your eyes. But remember that all these things God will bring into judgment. Remember, the Lord is watching you. I like the fact that he says, walk in the ways of your heart and in the sight of your eyes because sometimes we feel like life, and I mean, don't get me wrong, it is purely up to God and everything should have God at the center. But it's like people don't want to have emotion, you know? It's like a feeling is not something that a Christian should have. Oh, it's from the heart. Yeah, it's very deceitful. Oh, the eyes can lead you astray. They can lead you into lust and all these things. Yeah, that's very true. But let us also remember that these are God's creations. And if they are from God, then there is also good in them. The heart can long for something that is so good and so pure. Just as much as it can be deceived. So when he said seek God in early life, it means that walk in the ways of your heart and walk in the sight of your eyes, but be led by God, you know? Like, I long to have good days with the group. Doesn't mean I want us to go clubbing. Doesn't mean I want us to go drinking. Doesn't mean I want us to go do things that we shouldn't be doing. I want to go spend time with them. I just want to sit, chat, have a laugh. Going to the late hours, just having a great time. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that, but it's what my heart wants. I want to see them looking good. I want to see them in outfits, having a good time. That's what my eyes want to see. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't think the Lord will find something wrong in us enjoying each other's company as a group that tries our best to glorify God. Seek God in early life. Rejoice, O young man, in your youth, and let your hearts cheer you in the days of your youth. We're only young once, you know, and we have so many opportunities as young people. I think the nice thing about church is we see so many different generations all at the same time. There's the little kids, they enjoy certain things. Then there's the middle ages from like primary to youth where they are trying to find themselves and then there's the youth who are somewhat now established and they're looking to settle down in life then we have the older folk our parents and the grandparents and in all of these stages there is so much difference so much to learn but personally, and maybe I'm biased because that's why I am, but the youth have such a such a big role in the church. It's, it's, it's probably the most definitive stage of life. You finally have a bit of common sense. You are looking to settle down and make the decisions that really matter. And mistakes kind of go with you now if a kid who's still in primary school does something bad it's not really going to follow them they're only a kid the responsibilities are with us now the people we date we kind of have to be very intentional now because this could be the life partner
the career paths we take, they kind of have to be the ones that we consider ourselves to take for the rest of our lives because we have to start saving up. We'll have to move out of our parents' houses soon. And it's like the steps for when we become parents are made now because these are the days, you know. And at the same time, we can't just focus on, oh, these are the days to do all this, do all that, and forget that we should be enjoying this time. It's also probably the last generation where we get to, the last age where we have this much energy. You look at the kids who are like below grade three, those kids run around for so long and you try and figure out where they get all this energy, it makes no sense. And then you grow up from there, you go into like late primary, high school, think you're too cool, you're not trying to run around anymore because it's embarrassing. And then you get to like older youth and you have passion again, you have energy, but you kind of use that energy in a smart way. You don't really have as much time anymore, but you got the energy and you can make do with what you have. So it's very important for us to have a good time. And I think if there's youth listening in right now, we ought to have a good time. I think so often, like like I said earlier, it's like to be a Christian, we're not meant to have a good time. That's only because we tend to think of a good time according to what the world thinks is a good time. Jesus was invited to a wedding. I know very well he wasn't just sitting there in the corner miserable. You're invited to a wedding, you're going to enjoy yourself. He performed a miracle at a wedding so people can enjoy themselves. He definitely enjoyed himself. So why do we feel like we shouldn't have a good time, you know? It's important to be a joyful Christian because I feel like that's one big form of evangelism, the way we live our lives. I would never want to join the faith of someone who looks miserable and tells me, oh, Jesus loves you. He loves you and you look like that. That doesn't look like love. That looks like tyranny. That looks like like someone is holding you down, oppression. That's what that looks like. But if you believe that there's a God who loves you, he blesses you in good times, he sustains you in the bad times, oh, and you have a smile consistently, I would definitely want to join you in that life, in that walk. So my plea is that we all have a good time in our youth, you know? I think not only just these momentary good times, but also in some of the bigger decisions, we need to have something that we enjoy. And I'm going to get into it. Something that everyone in this phase thinks about is relationships. I wrote a devotional this morning about love. And it was triggered by a podcast that I listened to. And they were talking about the being intentional in love. Where sometimes we feel like 
love just happens and we don't really take any intention behind it we end up making a lot of mistakes this way i'm sure everyone's got a bit of a history in their past there's things that they wish they could have changed but unfortunately we can't we only have control of what's coming next and if there's one thing that should be a joy should be love god is love god is not misery god is not hatred god is not oppression god is love and if god is as good as we believe him to be and love is equated to god just how good can love be i mean i don't think it's it should be as difficult as we make it to be again we feel like feelings definitely can ruin our decision making but feelings are very necessary which feelings though the ones led by god feelings led by god will will lead to a love that very few really experience a lot of us are just led by feelings and a lot of decisions that need to be made we kind of ignore them just because of the feelings but when we pair feelings all the feelings that we have because we can't really ignore some every single feeling we have bring it before god i'm sure he'll snuff out what shouldn't be there because you see someone and you look at them and you just say i would love to spend the rest of my life with this person i can see myself growing old with them we look good together everything just clicks and then another feeling is oh but i want to do this i want to do that feelings we shouldn't really be having but then you bring that to god and say lord please help me i feel this way and this person i adore with my heart the lord will be like okay thank you for bringing me into this decision of your life thank you for considering me as such a pivotal role in love you do look good together yes conversations are flowing yes a life together would be great it's not good for you to think about these other things maybe you have lustful thoughts maybe the way you show love right now is not the way to do things so my child i will help you i will help you grow into a person who can show love in the right ways and know how to react when you receive love personally i am on my way there i am in constant prayer that i make the right decisions that i let god lead in whatever i feel and think i haven't been perfect to this point 
I've made decisions that I look back at and I say, I did not need to make that decision. And it is clear that I did not have God in that decision. But that's in the past now. I've learned, I've learned my lessons. The Lord has allowed those decisions to happen so that I can learn a lesson. And thankfully, He has helped me realize those lessons. And now I get to move forward and say, okay, going forward, this is how we're going to do things. Going forward, we will ask God and we will bathe every single thought and every single feeling in prayer. Because sometimes I feel like I'm feeling something that's right and I want something that's good. Only for me to actually realize that, oh, God would not approve of this. So maybe let's not do that. And that's how he helps me. So right now, <laughs> your boy is praying because it's it's not it's not something to be played with but at the same time it's not as hard as it seems with a little faith a little prayer a little trust in god everything will fall into place man and it will feel so good you look back and say yeah no we really are in the good old days man there comes jobs you know that's another thing where sometimes we just make decisions without consulting God, especially when it comes to jobs. I feel like when it's relationships, we we might consult God more than with jobs. Because in a job, it's like, ah, she's making money, she's make a living and we carry on. But sometimes we put ourselves in toxic work environments or this environment needs us to do things that go against God or God was preparing us for something better and we just took the first job that came our way without actually putting it before God. And if we just learn to trust Him more and just be patient, I feel like it's better to be slow to act than to rush into a decision. Because if we really can get that conviction that, okay, this is what God wants for me, there is no way that decision can ever come back to bite us. But rush into something and just as quickly as it shot into the sky is just as quick as it can crash. So it just bathe everything in prayer, man. Friend of mine... There's a quote, then this quote will go with me for the rest of my life. I think he heard it from his father. So this quote was, bathe everything in prayer, even the no-brainers. And man, listen, that's a quote right there. Bathe it all in prayer, man. Leave nothing to your own devices. Take it all before God. And you'll make it all good. Have a good time, guys. Enjoy the days of your youth. Make these the good old days. Make every day a good old day, even the horrible ones. Have God there with you in every single thing, in every single day. And He will make it good. Even the days of sorrow, days of heartache, days of grief, days of loss. With God there, he'll sustain you. He'll comfort you. 
it won't be as painful as it can be when he's not around. So, is there a way to remember or to know that you're in the good old days? I think you just have to make them the good old days. Just live every day like it's the good old day. We don't know what tomorrow brings. But there's also no need to worry about what tomorrow brings. If we're going to be invested in today. So my prayer for myself and each one of you is that we let God lead. We let God drive our decisions. We allow God to help us in everything that we do. Because life is short, man. I don't want to make any more mistakes. I know neither do you. So I'm sure if he can help us in all our decisions, this life is going to be a good one. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. It's pretty short. It's because I'm alone. Hopefully the next episode, my buddy will be with me. But this has been it from one half of the Peculiar Podcast crew. Hit us up if you have anything to say, any questions, any concerns, any thoughts. I'd love to hear from you. Visit the nearest church. Go hug someone. Tell someone they look good. Make sure you look good too. Live every day like it's the good old days. Take care and God bless.